I love the entrance music so much. So good. Yeah. He's gonna smoke like a third of that and be like, this is too dry, I hate it. Yeah. And he'll give it to me and I'm just gonna burn it down. Hey, it all worked out. Because I'm a cigar gremlin. Yeah. Crescendo. Guten Tag, everybody. Welcome to the Capo Podcast. We have another, just a whole bunch of fun lined up for this episode. Um, I do have to, I feel like the first thing, very first thing I have to do is correct the record because my brother, brother Ben, won't shut up about this since last episode. I need to correct a couple things that I said when I was talking about my my relation who was a spy in World War II. Hank, all right, Ben, do you see this? Hank was Granddad's brother-in-law, not a cousin, and he was adopted into the Hydric clan. Uh, he was three-quarter Native American but spoke very good German, and he was pretty white. I didn't know he was three-quarter Native American. He looked very German to me when I was young. And then the second thing I need to correct is, I think last time when I was a little tipsy, I like made it sound like all of the the Heydrich side of the family was like on the Nazi side, and that's not what I meant. I meant there was a few Heydrichs that were on the, the German side of World War II, and I, I actually did a little bit of research this week and I also found out there were some Engelmans there too, which makes sense, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah. anyway, that is to correct the, the record from last week. Uh, just a reminder for this podcast, I am not smart enough to be intellectual. I'm not accurate enough to, to be taken seriously all the time. Uh, I'm not funny enough to be a comedian. So I'm just some guy, all right, for people out there. This is just a podcast that some guy does. With another guy who's his buddy. Sam, you're more than some guy. No, I'm just a normal guy. But I'm not like a normal guy as in like a normie, because that's a different thing. Normies are just... I'm not a regular herd type person. I'm just a regular... I don't know. I'm a regular predator type person. <laughs> I get it. We enjoy doing this podcast. We like to get together, have a drink, have a smoke... Uh, and we will say things sometimes that aren't correct, and I will not apologize for it. And like it. you're saying, we are human. We might get one or two things wrong, or maybe a little cloudy on the subject, but... Never more than one or two. No, Out of all the thousand things we talk about, yeah. like yeah, it's it's like the old Rush Limbaugh show, like 99.999% accurate. Yeah. But we mean well <laughs> by everything that we do and we say on this podcast. Ivan means well everything he says. Well. Ivan does. So if you get offended, sorry, not sorry. I'm not sorry if you get offended. Just it's, This is for fun. This is not meant to be a very serious thing. This is meant to be a fun thing. Is that good enough, Ben? All right, moving on. Ad reads. I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but um, I have written a couple books. Three, in fact. And book number two of A Long Way Back to Zion dropped on Amazon.com this week and i don't want to i don't want to overplay this but book two is way better than book one and if you are somebody out there that didn't read book one 
The cool thing is you can read book two without reading book one because it is a series, but you're going to, you'll pick up on it. You'll see what's going on. It's not written in a way that you have to read all the books. You can start with book two if you want, and book two is better. So that's my book pitch. Buy, like, you have to buy, if you're going to be a fan of the podcast, this stuff costs money, right? Like, all you can support with the green bags. Get buy my book. That'll help us a little bit. Um, you can support us on like you. You can give us a monthly donation if you want. I'm not asking you to. That's not what I said. I'm saying you can. Yeah, we need those certificates of appreciation. Yeah, all you gotta do is push the link and by in that, the episode description. I mean dollar bills, and you can donate to this thing. I mean, we're up here on a pole, <clears throat> laying it out there for you guys. Yeah, we're still in the red because of all the stuff that mostly Ivan has bought. But uh, anyways, everything is appreciated. We're going to come out with t-shirts sometime. I don't know when. It's going to be like my book. I'm going to be like, hey, next month we're going to have t-shirts. But then it'll be like six months down the road. Um, also, Gun Butter. They don't, su- they don't like support me, but they, they are Hunter's sponsor. And I feel like giving them a shout out. Gun Butter is good stuff. You have, to buy a, a, you have to buy a lubricant for your gun. And most people don't have any. They just have these guns they bought from the store and... They've never bought gun oil for them. And in the old days, I would just say buy anything because it's all gun oil. But then I learned a little bit more. And gun butter is superior, so get you some gun butter. Uh, promo code, what was it? Star. Star. Yeah, we're even doing it without him here. Maybe gun butter will start to sponsor us. Maybe. We're working on things. We're going to hopefully have a channel where we actually video some of these gun shoots and bring you guys a little bit more of that outside content outside of the room out of the podcast studio so we're working on a lot of things for uh 2024 hopefully we can uh get our shit together yeah we're gonna keep doing this it's not like this is just going away for those of you hoping this is gonna go away not gonna happen we're only getting started (laughs) um also Ballara boutique you can buy clothes there you can buy clothes. You can buy. Uh, we have a couple of gifts for the even for the for the men that are in need of a new hoodie, maybe a new T-shirt, new ball cap. Uh, we got a couple accessories, wallets, a couple other uh, gifts for the guys. But uh, hands down, we've got the best prices in the county in the tri-state area for the women. If you want a nice, nice Ladies. dress, a nice Ladies. outfit to go out. <clears throat> on a date night with your man and you want him to just walk in with his jaw dropped you got to get you an outfit from Bellara Boutique because that's, that's right. where it's at even if you're like last time we said even if you're a big old gal oh yeah we got we got something in there for everybody all right that, is that all the ad rates I think so all right let's jump into the episode this week uh we've been talking about this for a while uh so far, we've been getting guests, and most of the guests are people that we know, like, you know, Brother Ben, in the family types, Hunter and Alexis, are cousins of mine. So, so far, most of the most of the guests have been friends and family. Um, as we go forward, I'm trying to get more people who are not in my just family circle of people on the podcast, and Adam is going to be the first one who isn't basically a family or a friend that I've had all my life. And my goal is to get interesting people, with interesting backgrounds, interesting stories. And I've always wanted to get somebody who was from 
the youngins, the Gen Z generation. What is that music? I don't know. Who is that? Someone, someone is playing music outside. Never mind. It's not a big deal. But anyways, <clears throat> wanted to get a Gen Z person on, and I feel like, and this is going to sound mean right off the bat, I don't know hardly anybody in Generation Z that is interesting enough to hold a conversation that lasts more than five minutes. Um, and I had the opportunity to teach Adam in the four years I taught public school here in Beaver. And uh, I don't know. I feel like he can maybe do this. I feel like he can maybe hold a bit of a conversation. So I'm going to let Adam introduce himself, and then we will we'll figure out what we want to talk about. Well, I'm honored. Uh, my name is Adam. Uh, Sam taught me for... Should I call you Sam or Mr. Engelman? I don't you should call me Sam. Sam. We're past that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. It still feels strange a little bit. You can call me Mr. Engelman if you want. Yeah. But... <clears throat> Yeah, he taught me for about four years, and, well, not all four years. Probably not the first year. No, the first year. You were year a freshman, did. right? Yeah. Didn't you? Did I have? I don't think I had any freshman classes my first year. Either way. Either way. Either way. Yeah. Definitely one of the most influential teachers, because every other one was kind of like, not every other one. I don't want to be mean. But don't, like, don't stoke my ego on my own podcast. No, 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 don't no. Don't fluff me no, up. No, 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 no. I was about to say That's that. <laughs> <laughs> don't make it. He, he gets enough about him. Tell us oh, about yeah. yourself a little bit. Quick yeah, little we, don't, we don't care about me. Tell, well, us, a, tell okay, us a quick okay. little background about what you... Uh, you went off to college this last year, graduated uh, yeah. recently, and uh, uh, you moved to Beaver, right? Or did you... Were you born here or grow up here most of your life or i was born in guyman but i've lived in beaver my entire life okay yeah uh yeah i went off to southwestern uh swasu this last year and it just wasn't i don't know there was too much stuff going on you know with the college and everything too many uh satanists if you will (laughs) too many satanists uh more satanists or what i start hearing a lot of people the easy route is uh agnostic There's a lot of, like, quote-unquote agnostic, but a lot of it is just like, yeah, God might be real, but I don't want to think about that. I don't want to be held accountable. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And this is why I wanted to have you on, because while I was teaching, after I taught, and most of the people who listen to the podcast are from the older generation, Generation X, boomers, and I found that a lot of times... And and people kind of like view me as this, I don't know, this prophet of doom. Yeah. Um, and you know, Ivan Ivan thinks I'm a little bit of a cynic, and I'm not gonna say I'm not, because I am. But I would tell people who are older than me, like, you guys don't understand how bad things have gotten mm. in the younger generation as far as just morality ideas. Um, the education level, the literacy rates. Like I was telling people like the first year of public school, I was like, holy cow, Hmm. things are really, really bad. And people don't really understand how bad things are just on a, on an education level, let alone the, how many kids are doing drugs, how many kids are engaging in, you know, just 
sex with a whole bunch of multiple partners at a very oh, yeah. young age. How many of them are watching porn? Um, and the the reaction I got from a lot of people that were older than me, and like, ah, they're no different than you guys were. Mm-hmm. And I was like, not only are they different than we were, because we had a lot of our own problems, and I kind of want to talk about millennial generation versus Gen Z, because there were plenty of people in my age group that mm-hmm. were acting in a in a manner contrary to what we would consider moral. But what I was trying to get across to a lot of the people who are older than me, like, you guys don't understand how bad it is now, how much worse it is, what the percentage of these kids are with no no real moral compass, no no real want to. There's a lot of apathy, like mm-hmm. There's there's not a bright outlook for the future. Like they don't they don't think they're ever gonna make any money or make anything out of themselves, and they don't really think there's a point to that at all. Mm. Like that's what I saw, and I was ringing the alarm bells, you know, as the old prophet of doom, and I was like, hey guys, it's bad. The kids are not okay, and this is bad. And everybody kind of just like, eh, that's just old Sam being a little crazy. So that's why I wanted to bring Adam on because he has a inside view of what that looks like. Just for one example, all these kids when I was teaching, like everybody was wearing hoodies, like everyone. And which is, I don't know. I didn't notice it until like a few weeks in. And then I didn't figure it out until like a year or two later. And it's because all of them were vaping and a lot of them were vaping THC Mm. during just constantly during school all the time and using the hoodie to like either blow the smoke down the front of it or blow it into the the sleeve or have the hood up so you couldn't really see them. Yeah. And I tried to explain that to my wife. My wife was like, all oh, these kids are wearing hoodies all the time, even when it's 100 degrees outside. And it's because, yeah. I was like, yeah, they're they're vaping constantly, 100% of the time in in the classroom. And that was one of the things Adam told me. He's like, hey, there, there was people who did it in your classroom, which I kind of knew, but I never really caught anybody doing it. Yeah. And I was more... Adam can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that I was more hawkish about watching for stuff in my classroom than a lot of other teachers were, but I never caught anybody doing it ever. Definitely more on it than other teachers, but there's still, there's stuff you missed, you know, like a lot. Examples? What? I said, what's an example of that? Like what else was going on? You don't have to name any names, of course. Oh, man. It would be like, yeah, vaping, smoking. Uh, not smoking like cigarettes, but vaping. It's the same thing in my head. But, yeah, there would be a lot of that. Sometimes people would like... Smartphones. Everybody had their... That was oh, impossible yeah. to police. It's impossible to police kids on their phones. Yeah. Because yeah, they won't I, let you take them there, away. Was there any other substances, uh, pills or anything else? See, no, not for like my class in school, Mm -hmm. but I did notice that with a lot of other kids, like there was an incident one time where one kid got injured because he was doing hard drugs Mm -hmm. and he had a seizure in a classroom. And that's like, it was crazy to me. No, he was dehydrated. You know, that's what they told us. Is that really what they told Mm -hmm. you? That's what we were told. He was just dehydrated. No, yeah, he straight up told me later. He was well, like, everybody oh. knew, but that's like, that's, I feel like 
with the school as with any other bureaucracy, its yeah. main its main goal is to protect itself. Yeah. And if you have a kid having a seizure because he's on drugs in a classroom, oh yeah, that's going to reflect bad, badly on you. Mm. And so instead of like being honest about it, it's like, well, he was just dehydrated, so he passed out and hit his head. Yeah. 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 Okay. Drugs tend to do that. I and I think I've said this on the podcast before. I did it on my homeschool episode. I caught a kid snorting in the bathroom. Snorting powder in the bathroom. Really? Yeah. Huh. I, I believe it. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. But anyways, continue continue kind of well enlightening us. On the whole drug thing, there would man, anything you can imagine. Like certain kids when they couldn't like get a hold of anything, even for just like a week, they'd start like huffing gasoline out of water bottles or like just trying the craziest stuff to try to get some kind of high so it's a big and, and this was in high school yeah oh really? yeah. yeah high huh. school down to seventh and eighth grade i would say probably you want to know the first time i saw one of those electric cigarettes fourth grade really fourth grade yeah see this kind of coincides with the uh, one pers- more personal story from somebody that i know also that let him uh, go first because i have another question that we also we believe that uh the vape pen started later probably like 16 18 and in recent discoveries, uh, mm. no, it started even earlier, like 12, 11, uh, 12 years old. Oh, yeah. I remember the when they came around. out, like when when they kind of started, they were in, it was like during college. Mm-hmm. And I had one when I was in college. I remember like having a little e-cigarette thing that I had for a really? while in college. Like, yeah. and it was kind of like uh, all the social media and stuff. For, for millennials, that started... Yes, while we were in high school, but at the very tail end of it, and it was still in its very early iterations. And then when we got into college, when we're, you know, once you're in college, it's like, okay, you're out on your own. We were already out on our own, pretty much, when all this stuff really came into its own, when all the e-cigarettes and the vaping and um, the internet became what it was with just immediate access to pornography whenever you wanted it. All that happened kind of like when most of us were already in college mm-hmm. for these kids while we, this was still happening at the same time, but they were in sixth, seventh, eighth grade. And I tell people all the time, like you, you should not let your child have a smartphone with internet access, internet oh. access for your kid is one of the worst possible things you can do for their mental and spiritual health. Because, and then if you send them to public school, even if they don't have a smartphone, the kid sitting right beside him does, or he has that vape pen. And the ideas of all these parents and all these boomers is, well, they're not going to do it at school because all the teachers will catch them. Mm -hmm. They're not going to have their smartphone out in the middle of the class, like pulling up Pornhub because the teachers will catch them. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case. Like, they, there's a lot of things that go on and get... And it's not all the teacher's fault. There are some teachers that are just not, aren't on it, aren't paying attention. Oh, yeah. But it's not, you can't police... School isn't a prison. Like You're not policing those kids 24-7. You said, well, fourth grade was the first time you, first time you saw a... Like an electric like cigarette. Like an electric something. cigarette. Yeah. I don't want to like put you on the spot, but like when was the first time you encountered some sort of pornography on the internet in your, like, or did you? Um, So personally, it was a while before I encountered it myself. Like, 
Okay, so there were... When were you made aware that it was possible? <clears throat> I actually remember the exact moment I was sitting in my friend's dad's truck in Beaver, and he had a little tablet, and he was connected to the Wi-Fi in his house, and he was just on Pornhub watching hardcore porn, and like, whoa, look at this. Isn't this so cool? Like, look what we can find, you know? How old were you? Sixth grade? Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Probably about Yeah, about 10, 11 years old. Even back before the... Then, I think my first experience with uh, delving into downloading videos was in... I think I was probably like 10 or 11. Whenever the fourth... Fourth through sixth grade, probably. Because we had gotten a computer. And that's mm-hmm. whenever you had to work for it. You had to sit there through the dial-up <laughs> process. <laughs> and then you still had to go pick out a video and download that thing. And hopefully it wasn't a virus. Right. And then you got to partake in whatever. Whatever the, the debauchery was. Right. But what I, like, I was probably a little bit older than that the first time I encountered it. But what I feel like, or what I kind of understand is that most of the stuff that maybe we were, like, most people in our generation, our first thing that we saw was probably some sort of, like, softcore okay. Cinemax like show at three in the morning, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or the equivalent mm-hmm. of that in a, in a download or I maybe mean, a little bit more than that. But I think on the internet, my first experience with it on the internet was around that age. I think my first experience with it before that, uh, I had old, an older brother and of course the curiosity of a kid. I think we found a video, somebody by, we had an old refrigerator and we happened to find uh, somebody found a tape, and we didn't know what it was. And we went and popped it into the VCR while parents are at work, you know, whatever. And all that funky music that <laughs> starts playing, and we're like, "What the hell is this?" And that I had no idea. I thought it was just like some uh, soap opera. And well, were we in there for it a surprise? Is. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I was like maybe a little younger, like uh, I. My mom would get like a Victoria's Secret magazine, and I'd be like, "Ooh, look at this!" Well, even back then, uh, the that J- was like the Jason height Penny. of it, and uh, you had to hide it. Like I had it hit. Like I remember uh, when I was young, like hiding a Victoria's Secret magazine in like a cubby hole of <laughs> one of the old outbuildings on the ranch. Yeah, and like that's, I don't understand why older people, especially men, forget what they were like when they you know, we're younger and first at puberty. And then for these kids, it's even younger than it's, you're, you're discovering this before it's puberty and it's so accessible. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to go snatch one of the Victoria's secret magazines before your parents get it out of the mailbox and go hide it in the barn. And all it is, is a woman in her underwear. It is, you have a smartphone with internet access. You click two buttons and you can watch the worst Stuff yeah. that you can that mm. people can imagine, and, and older people don't understand that. I don't think, or a lot of older people that I've encountered don't understand that concept. Like they, because they're not engaged in it, they don't understand how quick and easy it is, and how much of a temptation that is for a kid. No matter how good your moral foundation is, even if you're a very religious, you know, focused on morality. 
when you're sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth grade, you're going to like if you are allowed, like if that temptation is open to you, it's gonna happen. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, and see, in the way that you're saying it, I feel like uh, they don't understand that by allowing internet access, by allowing these kids to start having a social media account, you're not only exposing them to these things, but you're allowing these companies to target because that's what they're doing. Why do you think all these services are free? They are data collection agencies that take all that data. Everything that you search, like recently I've been on Amazon searching for cigar stuff or certain human doors or... Uh, I've been looking up guns on YouTube, uh, the IWI Zion, I've been looking into it. And what do you know on Facebook? I start getting a lot getting more ads. ads that I've been searching on these other search engines. And by that, every time that you happen to log into or you click on a uh, uh, girl or whatever, this, this, and that, you start seeing more of that stuff. So you're being targeted. So you're allowing... Yeah, the algorithm is tailoring ads to show you and some of those ads are and what, what was that uh the social media experience there was a documentary on it where the social a, dilemma the, and the i showed dilemma. it i showed that in class in school where yeah. they come out and blatantly they, they explain our sole goal every time that you log into one of our uh, media sites we want to give you all those uh hormone responses the we want to capture your attention for as long for as, as long possible as because can. that equals money. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Why, why do you think Snapchat like was targeted at kids? An app where you can send pictures to people that then disappear as soon as they've seen them, and it's marketed towards kids. You mm. don't think that Snapchat knew what kids were going to use that the thing for? thing is that that's where they get you. They disappear off of your feed. I guarantee you they have a server somewhere oh, on their buildings where all that, oh, yeah. all those pictures, all Anything that stuff. Anything you put on the internet is there forever, Where yeah. whether you delete it or not. Whatever you put on the internet is forever, which is probably why I'm on a list. <laughs> it needs to be said because I think all of this stems from what I was saying earlier, tolerance. There is people can't set a limit of tolerance anymore, whether it's religious, uh, parenting, or even self-tolerance. What are you going to tolerate yourself of being targeted? You know, there's a lot of times whenever I log into this stuff, it's like, I just want to do away with all these accounts because I know I'm allowing access into my mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And why? Because people don't want to be held accountable. Like you're saying, I don't want to believe in God because why would I want that responsibility, you know, of believing in God? I'd, I'd rather I'd rather not deal with it. No, I want to think about tomorrow and so how I things, can how I can make myself feel good for the next twenty four hours. See, and I believe yeah. a lot of these things that we're seeing pop up uh, in you know traits or whatever behavior of the youth or of younger kids, Gen Z, and all this stuff is a it's a symptom of people not being accountable, parents not being accountable. Hey, I don't want to deal with him. I don't want to discipline my child. I'll send them, and that's the school's responsibility. That's why I pay my taxes. And you wash your hands away with that. And, hey, the system failed them. It, let me tell you, about 90% of the time, if you leave all those things to your to somebody else, it's going to fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the idea that, like, oh, my kid turned out bad because of the school system or because of this or because of that. It's like, no, your kid turned out bad because of you. Yeah. That was your fault. Yeah. 
Which and there are times where you can do every single thing right as a parent, and your kid's still going to make mistakes, and maybe will make some really big bad mistakes, and that's one of the greatest fears a parent can have. Mm-hmm. But it's not like that's not usual. That's not typical. Typically, when you have a kid that's acting like a shit bag, his parents are shit bags. That's usually the truth of it. Oh yeah, I agree. So, uh, you mind telling us what? Over at Southwestern, what were uh, some of the conversations, uh, some of the topics that you said Satanists? Uh, what, what what kind of exposed you over there to to be to make the jump from actually leaving college and uh, deciding, hey, I'm just gonna go. College is not gonna benefit me as much as start to gain real world work experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, what pushed you to do that? What were some of your experiences over there? <clears throat> so there was a lot of. I'll start on the smaller end, and then I'll get to the big stuff as I go. But on the smaller end, stuff that you really have to, like, you have to understand the nature of things to see, like, underlying stuff behind it, like religious context and stuff. Like, uh, every pretty much most of the girls I met played with, like, tarot cards, and they did, like psychic stuff and they had those like little spell books and they all used crystals and stuff in their rooms burning sage and all that kind of stuff yeah paganism but of this weird secular variety exactly yeah and there was a lot of how do i put this drugs that i had only like heard about came up so quickly. Like, I figured people were doing drugs, right? But literally, the first class I was in, my first day of college, I'm walking out of a classroom, and I go to make conversation with somebody, a girl. And I'm like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, that wasn't too hard. Ha, ha, ha. And so we're talking, and a couple minutes in, she's like, have you done shrooms before? And I was like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, sorry, I'm kind of done with this conversation. Yeah. And, you know, I'd meet, like, people who acted outwardly and in the classroom setting, like, yeah, hey, uh, my name is blank, it's nice to meet you. And so I'd, like, go over to their place and hang out for a bit or something, and they'd have, like, weed in, like, little bags, and they'd have it, like, hidden in the closet, and, like, just so much. Like, one person specifically, I remember vividly the first time I walked in, they had this tapestry on the wall that was, like, mushrooms, and shrooms are a really big thing now. I don't know what it is, but, like... Everybody's into the fungi. Yeah. I think, see, and I think a lot of that stuff comes from... uh... What is it? You start seeing everybody who, like Joe Rogan, I think he's been and he's uh, he's a good platform to tune into sometimes. But mm-hmm. but he's he's another person that he's never willing to come out and say he's very critical of the Catholic Church and all the things that have happened, and he's critical of uh, uh, he he was a far lefty. He grew up a far lefty, and if you've listened to his podcast enough, and now he's a libertarian, you, you have kind of yeah. I think he's kind of pulled into the center a little bit more. But there is so much stuff like he is perfectly, he's perfectly good with pornography. 
and sex workers and all those kinds of things, mm-hmm. which I completely disagree with. Uh, you know, on a very surface, there's certain topics, health stuff, uh, MMA, fighting or whatever. Yeah, he's one of the voices to tune into on those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, religious views, uh, moral practices that are going to be good for you, uh, he's still, he's very surface level on a lot of those types of uh, topics. Well, I have, jumping off of that, and then the thing... But anyways, where I was going with that, oh, with the mushrooms and all those kinds of things, those guys have popularized uh, psychedelics. Uh, I was just listening, do you ever listen to the Sean Ryan podcast? Mm-mm. But I know what you're talking he's about. There's a lot of guys who are... Like, yeah. But usually, like, especially if it's the kind of the military or bro type of guy, it's not so much for... Like, this is how I understand Rogan and a lot of the military vets. It's not like, hey, let's go do mushrooms to get high and have fun. It's like, oh, this is this could be a treatment for... Like, let's go do ayahuasca and oh, yeah, it, treat it, our every PTSD. Time, every, t- every time they do thing. something like that, they have some heightened level of enlightenment where they met God. Supposedly that shot Sean Ryan, that's where he newly found his faith again by doing psychedelics. And I think a lot of that podcast world or whatever has influenced a lot of that thing, a lot of that type of thinking. I think I so think. too. But mm-hmm. I do think like the libertarian thing, like Rogan being a libertarian, I think a lot of like especially conservative boomers in our area, like our parents or my parents, and then like other people's parents and people who are Gen X and and boomers, but who are from red rule America, when they think of like Gen Z. They're like, oh, all these dang old kids have, have gotten a hold of this liberal sissiness and they're all a bunch of little commies and yada, 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 which is partially true. But more than that, what I found, especially teaching a couple government classes and talking about the different political leanings, is that the kids that aren't left, like the kids that don't buy into like the leftism and the blue-haired, crazy neo-Marxist stuff, the ones that aren't that, they're all libertarians. But both of those political ideologies, if you take them to kind of like a, a moral conclusion, end up in a place that you and me would argue is a really bad place. Mm-hmm. That's why you see libertarians being like, oh, what's the problem with porn? Oh, what's the problem with drugs? Oh, how come, what What do you have against two gay guys uh adopting a baby or making like having a surrogacy like what's the problem with all that and it's become this thing where it's like liberals and libertarians versus conservatives on all this sort of cultural morality stuff where conservatives are saying hey all these things have a negative impact on society at large and cause generationally things to get worse and then all the liberals and the libertarians are like, that's old school stupid stuff. Y'all are religious and you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, look around since, you know, since Woodstock. Has society just gotten better and better and better because of all the libertarian ideas on sex and pornography and drugs? Have we just, has everything just blossomed into this utopia? Or are there thousands and thousands of new homeless people drug addicts living under bridges and what's the what's our std rate looking like even with all the contraceptives and condoms protection and medication like i don't know 
I'm biased because no, no, I'm no. a conservative, but I'm going like, hey guys, look at the last 50 years and and defend your position that this has no impact on no negative impact on an entire nation on an entire culture mm. okay and see and i see wh- what you're going with there and here's uh something that we were talking about this week uh we've been hauling hogs out of uh hinton oklahoma up through uh we take highway 81 from el reno up north through mm-hmm. enid and all that uh the amount and I'd, I'd recognize this before just making a trip to oklahoma city where you started as soon as they legalized the the marijuana and to be able to have dispensaries the amount of billboards and buildings that were starting to get painted green and all these uh, marijuana billboards and all these things uh do you have your card yet and all these kinds of things i don't think that's been a positive for the state no look Mm. around and tell me that legalizing weed was good for oklahoma i don't think or was was good for for colorado and i think they should have done that on a more controlled or a personal level. I think maybe the solution was, hey, you can have your plants. If you do this and you got your card or whatever, you can grow a couple plants. But allowing people to commercialize it and to open these dispensaries, I don't think it was a good thing. And that's my opinion. That's what killed the right and the conservatives and the Republicans was this, like they took their religion as the basis of all their political philosophy, and they threw it away. Mm-hmm. And they said, instead, we're going to base all of our political philosophy on capitalism alone. And when you do that, disconnected from religion and morality, capitalism is a very libertarian idea. And if you throw away everything that is moral and religion-focused and God-focused and only focus on money, then you are you are sabotaging capitalism. The reason capitalism worked so well for so long is because we all understood that greed was a natural human sinful state. And so we created a system that used that and turned it on its head for positive. So when you take the thing that turned it on its head and throw that away, you're going to end up with capitalism being all the things that the Marxists tell you it is Mm. and that's where we are that's why leftism is growing because leftism is always built on it's just anti-capitalism the reason it keeps growing and growing and growing and old boomers can't figure it out because old boomers are already there they've got their little house or like if they're like the suburban type of boomer they've got their little mcmansion and all of their kids have decent jobs probably and they aren't probably ignoring their kids' pill habits mm-hmm. and their kids aren't going to church anymore, but yeah. they still can't see that like, oh, I, I'm all set up, everything's good, but they don't look at somebody Adam's age or even our age who maybe doesn't have quite the network and realize that they're sitting there going, I'll never buy a house. I can't. I will never be able to afford a house. I will never, never be able to afford this. The economy is not set up in any sort of way I can win and I am stuck right here forever. Those type of people have two options. They can either look around and realize that there is a problem in the culture or they can point at all those boomers, which most, you know, older white people, and they can say it's their fault. They're the bad guys. They're evil. They stole everything from me, which isn't true. But how do you articulate to them that that's not true 
when that's all they can see because they can't see anything outside of the secular world and they don't have any concept of religion or morality or, or God or anything that transcends the material. That's why leftism is growing, and that's why boomers can't see why it is. That's my thought. But I want to get back to more. I want, I want Adam to tell more college stories. Well, drugs. <clears throat> What's next? Before that, I'd like to add on to what you said with there are a lot of people my age and like Gen Z now who think like, well, I'll never be able to buy a house because everything's ruined. I'll never be able to do this or that. And I think it's a lot of people don't want to work as hard as they can. I like, would agree with that. You just have to work harder now is the problem. And that's what me and certain And they don't other think people, that's fair either. Exactly. Right. Like, and you, there's two responses. You're right, that's not fair, but that's the world I live in, so I better do it. Or yeah. you're right, that's not fair, so it's all the evil of white people's fault, and we should have a Marxist revolution. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but in, in that context, I don't think you have to work any harder. Uh, I would disagree. I disagree. I think some people have to work harder. But What was your rent? Hey, well, you didn't go to college, but what was your rent in 2007? My rent? Wait, you, you used to live in that old house across town, right? Did you pay rent on that house? No. I paid my bills. It, it was ours. It was a family okay. house. Mm. But I still, I've been paying my that's bills. A, that's a decent that. point, though. If you're somebody, let's say you're somebody like Adam, you don't have that. Like Or me. When I was mm. in college, do you know what my rent was? 180 bucks a month. What... You've been looking for houses even in Beaver, Oklahoma. Mm. What does rent look like for somebody? Because you're the age I was yeah. when I was paying 180 bucks. What is? What are you looking at for rent? 500 minimum for someplace not... There... In Weatherford, I paid 500 for my little one-bedroom, pretty torn down. But that was Weatherford, Oklahoma. Yeah. Ours, was, ours was 540 and it was a three-bedroom, two-bath, very large apartment. And there was three of us that lived there. I see. I couldn't even ever imagine that. That's now, insane. That that place right now would be fifteen hundred bucks. Easy, easy. Right. Yeah. And that's what I think. A lot of people, even even me and Ivan's age, hmm. don't like. We just look at that younger generation, and I'm guilty of this myself, and be like, "Y'all are a bunch of lazy, good for nothing, yuppie." Queers. I mean, I agree with that, though. I think I people just don't. Want, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. okay, to where I was going here. Ah. Uh, everybody right now is all up in arms because um, interest rates to buy a house. If you buy a house right now, it's going to be at what eight or nine percent. I don't want. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. No, well, they, I these, built a house two years is, ago, and I don't want to talk about what my that, interest that, rate that went up to. That whole outcry of it's not fair, things not are so expensive now, or whatever. That's that victim mentality. <laughs> it's not fair. It's a, oh my gosh. It's, see, you're not gonna have to work any harder. Why uh, right now you have a tool that if you wanna, I wanna sell this cup on Facebook Marketplace for five bucks. I can from my fingers. No, back in the day, I used to have to take that cup, clean it up, and I had to go knock on doors. To try and sell it. I'm with you. You're right. So there, there are tools that make things easier no now. There is no easier time to make money now. You can make it from your phone. You have the access to make money off your phone, off your fingertips. With like a podcast. 
with like a podcast or whatever or selling things. <laughs> I will warn the listener, writing books is not the way, okay? Because I spent 10 years but it, but it's and not thousands hard. of hours. It's not how you make money, people. Don't write books if you want to make money. The thing is, my, my main uh, advice to somebody your age is don't listen to the news. If you have a friend or you're listening to older people that tell you that, I don't see how you guys are going to make it. Anybody trying mm. to sell you fear, that's where the, it depends. Are you buying that? It's a decision that you're going to have to make. Why is it that, what was that? I think my brother told me one time that you asked him for advice one time that you were over there at uh, Yanni's, at yeah. their, their house. He's like, yeah. hey, I see that you're, uh, you have your own business. Uh, I see that you're doing good. You you know, live within your means. What uh, What's some advice for somebody that's fixing to go off and go to college and all these things? That's true. For me, my main thing is if you're not, and not even if you're going to be a lawyer, doctor, or an engineer, those kinds of things. Because hmm. uh, those are some of the people that wind up graduating with the most amount of uh, student loans. The worst combination is to have a lawyer and a doctor marry each other, or a doctor and a doctor marry each other. Hmm. If you listen to the Dave Ramsey show long enough, you'll realize that at a minimum, they're graduating with about two hundred dollars to $300,000 in student loan debt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After after already spending ten years to get that degree, that's a deep and hole. Now, usually most people we have about a thirty year, uh, thirty to forty year work life, right? They already spent ten years just trying to uh, find a, to be able to start their practice. Mm-hmm. So what they're going to work their next ten years, and then then what happens? They have all that student loan. Then they have hey, I earned it, and I've got to buy. I'm a doctor, so I've got to live in a doctor in a house that's worth. A doctor living in mm-hmm. there goes another 250 to 500,000 probably hey I deserve a nice car too because I'm a doctor there goes another 60 to 80 thousand dollar vehicle at mm-hmm. least but hey I'm starting car- to realize that I spent too much building my house because you just like said huh, 250,000 it's like a doctor house yeah my house is a house of learned not doctors <laughs> <laughs> but see my thing is there is things to be aware of now because you are more easily targeted mm-hmm. right you have all the same social media you can click uh you you can click two buttons on uh uh amazon and spend your money you can spend your whole paycheck on there mm-hmm. that's what i would be aware of but i don't think it's harder i think that you have to be more aware of uh self-awareness and come up with a goal and a plan to achieve the things that you want to yeah. but i don't think it's any harder that the, the amount the thing is that people are going to college and you're already starting behind by buying into that whole system that you have to go to college to be successful. Hmm. So I, I think, think those are some I think that's things. very bad advice. And everybody right. his age gets that advice. You have to go to college. Hmm. When I was up at the school, like there was a few times where I openly told kids and coworkers, like, hey, the best thing for most of these kids is not to go to college. And you want to talk about like watching people get really uncomfortable really fast. Because most people don't want to engage in like an angry argument with you. Mm-hmm. Most people just are kind of like give you the uncomfortable like smile. Like I hate what you just said, but I'm not going to say anything. That's always the reaction I got, especially from other teachers was it was a, just an awkward smile. But it, I know for a fact that in their minds they're going... How dare you tell these kids that they shouldn't go to college? 
You're a freaking monster. It'll be the most fun they've ever had. Will it? <laughs> and that's for a lot of teachers. That was the most fun they ever had. Yeah, was college. Uh-huh. And a lot for. And this is gonna get me in trouble because I got a lot of teacher I, friends. I had but some fun times, even though I didn't. Go. Well, I did too. Mm-hmm. I, think I wouldn't. One, I think that's one of the best things you could do. Get a real guys. Uh, get a construction job straight out of high school. If you're a guy and you don't want to go to the military. Find a construction job. Find something. Find something that you're interested. Get into the trades. Uh, during COVID, go get your CDL. Go get your CDL. Uh, the CDL drivers, truck drivers. We were one of the only industries. They're that, like gold. It's hard to find them. They. Mm-hmm. Okay. While everybody was being uh, restricted and stay home, you know what they did for truck drivers? They did away with the logbook. You could run 24 hours, yep. and they just said if you feel tired. Take a nap. Other than that, <laughs> keep the wheels. You know rolling. why? Because the they rolling. shut down all the little local mom and pop stores, so they had to have more trucks to supply all the giant WalMarts and Amazons and Targets that got to take everybody's money. Yeah, largest wealth transfer that ever happened in the history of mankind was during COVID, and it was mm-hmm. from all the small operators, small businesses to Amazons. Walmarts, all these people that the liberals claim that they hate so much. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's who got all the money. But, yeah, I, I several times I, I remember people being not, like, outwardly yelling at me upset, but upset that I would suggest that kids should not go to college, especially in this day and age. And I remember telling you the same thing and other people, mm-hmm. like, unless you're going for this, this, or this, you shouldn't go. And I, I'm to the point now where I agree with Ivan. Like, even if you're going for that, there's probably a better route where you could be more financially sound. Mm. So I would say at this point, unless you're one of those people who wants to be a doctor for the sake of actually helping people and that you feel like that is your calling from on high. I don't think there's anyone left like that. I think I there's a few. Really? Mm-hmm. I uh, think there's a couple. There's people. There's people out there. I know a couple yeah. out there. Hey, one of them listens to the podcast. I'm talking about you, Luke. You're like that. Yeah. There's a few. But anyways, my, my message to you and your generation, because you hang out with those kids, hmm. uh, just be aware. People trying to sell you fear, they, they're purposely wanting you to do that because they want to lure you into whatever it is that they're selling. I'm going to tell you that you guys can do it, and there is no easier time to become a millionaire right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a million dollars doesn't mean what it used to. Yeah, it doesn't. But at the same time, back in the 1980s, to buy a house, interest rates were up in the like 18, 19%. So there's been worse times throughout history. Yeah. We might be heading into one of those before too long. The thing is, people, you're not listening. You have the wrong people in your ears telling you how to go about things. Mm-hmm. If the, anybody who's telling you in America that, hey, it's, it's yeah, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard, whatever it is, but it's been hard for every single generation. There's uh, the generations that came... There's to- still more opportunity here in this country than almost any other country, especially any other country that's adjacent to this country, or millions of people wouldn't be clamoring to get in here. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, keep your head up, look forward, be, be mindful of who you let in your ear. Anybody who's trying to tell you or sell you uh, that the world's coming to an end, to get them out of your hand. It, it is good. Hey, now. It's good to be paranoid. <laughs> I was going to say, a little bit of fear, I think, 
in the right direction oh, makes oh. sense. Yeah, because fear creates incentive or whatever. But yeah. don't let that, don't be, let fear be something that's going to hold you back or paralyze you from moving forward. Mm-hmm. I did because a whole plug for the book, and now Ivan's like, don't read Sam's books. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good, uh, it's good to have that also. But uh, at a certain level, you always do have to have a certain level of paranoia. Mm. But don't let that be a crutch, or don't let that be what you fall back on, that it's not fair, or I can't get ahead because of these things. Yeah. Trust me, I, I don't have a college education. Uh, I didn't grow up. I didn't, uh, you know, with a perfect role model. My parents, that they didn't become millionaires, mm-hmm. but I know it's possible. I went to yeah. college with a whole bunch of people, and you're smarter than most of them. Oh. All right, yeah. more about college. I keep going back to this. I want to hear more... I, I want you to rattle all of these old boomers out of the idea that everything's just how it was. Yeah. So proceed with your true stories. So going to parties was kind of like out the window after the first couple of weeks for me. Because like first party I went to, somebody was telling me like, yeah, cocaine's not really that bad. You just got to try. And then somebody literally sparking up mad. Was it Hunter Biden? <laughs> no, but... Yeah, that's pretty funny that they're pretending it's not his. I know, right? Yeah. It's, like it's a mystery. We have no idea. Whose cocaine could this be? And every day it changes what room it was in. And they're honestly, like, well, like it could have been anybody in that administration. Like, they're all, like, a lot of those people are doing coke. High-level people in, like, Washington runs on more cocaine than Las Vegas runs on. Mm-hmm. And people are just like, oh, you're telling me that all the staffers for my favorite you know, congressmen are all coke heads. Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm telling They are oh. all snorting cocaine. Yeah. yeah. Continue, though. Okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, parties would be, like, you know, a couple good people, like, pretty cool. We're having fun. And then one party, straight up, somebody's just in the back, like, pulls a gun out of a fanny pack, this, like, rainbow fanny pack, and I'm just staring for a second and he puts it back, and I'm like, all right. Well, that's kind of cool, though. Like, it, a rainbow, like some weird-looking rainbow dude was carrying in a fanny? Yeah. Dude, fanny carries the new hot thing with the gun community. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I might just not like guys, but personally. <laughs> I, I fanny carried my entire vacation. You're kidding, for real? Uh-huh. Huh. What, what were like, you carrying? I was carrying a Ruger GP100 with seven <laughs> rounds of 357 mag in my oh. ex- Hey, here's a plug. X Umbris Designs Fanny Pack. They make really good stuff. <laughs> All right. Okay. I railroaded you right off the tracks, but go back. Um, yeah. Just feels like I got hit by a flashbang. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Um, there was stuff like that. I think a good half of the people I met had done like psychedelics or hard drugs or something besides weed and a lot of them were very sexually immoral even people I met who were like yeah I agree with you you're pretty cool like we have some of the same opinions they'd start talking to somebody else and like oh yeah abortion why would you want to get rid of abortions fine there's nothing wrong with that and the, then like the okay. libertarian shining through. Yeah. Oh, I met so many like libertarian type guys who were like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, they'd 
be perfectly fine with stuff like abortion and stuff that just hurts people as a group. And I'd be like, yeah, okay, I get that. Like, a mind-your-own-business type thing. But they also weren't taking steps for themselves to be good people. Like you were talking about earlier, they were just completely neglecting everything, in my opinion. It was way too I think that's almost natural, though, at that age. Like, I will tell you this. I think you are different than most people your age in that you are very conscientious about the morality side of things, the religion thing. Even religious people at that age, I, I was guilty of this a few times, have a a more laissez-faire attitude towards morality mm. than you do. Um, mm. But I think that's also maybe a product of, like, y- you always had a moral background, at least in some respect, but you're relatively new, I guess I'd say, to, like, uh, to Christian doctrine. Oh, yeah. Is that fair? Do you want to talk about it? You don't have to talk uh, about it if you don't want, but... Well, I'd say background... Really, I didn't have much. So growing up young, I got it young because my dad was still around. But after my parents got divorced and he moved away and I was with my mom, literally no morals whatsoever. I'll be honest, when I was younger, like young guy up to like eighth grade, I'd say, maybe even freshman year, I was not what I am now. Because I was a lot more like, you know, people around me, I don't know. I wasn't really doing anything bad, but the idea that I could do something. didn't strike you as. Yeah, exactly. You become a reflection of the people you surround yourself with unless you are very grounded in something else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's why a lot of people send their kids off to college thinking they're going to be fine. And they come back as little Marxist revolutionaries because they thought, well... My kid grew up here in Beaver. They're, you know, this is a conservative place, and they're pretty conservative, even though they're not. They just don't know they're not. Exactly. And they send them off to school thinking, like, well, yeah, schools have gotten a little bit hippy-dippy, but my kid's probably going to be fine. They're not going to come back with any literally insane ideas like men can breastfeed. And then they send them off to college, and those kids with no strong, actual strong formation. Oh, yeah suddenly are like, oh, yeah, I, I read that men could breastfeed. CNN told me they could. Yeah, exactly. All right. Go into more of that, because that's, that's really what I'm trying to get to. Uh-huh. I've been trying uh-huh. to lead you there yeah. for like an hour, but I think we're ready now <laughs> yeah. to talk about like the, the, the level of woke Marxist yep. propaganda on college campuses, even small red college campuses. And I'm going to let you talk while I go to the bathroom. Cool. Okay. So... Even professors, bosses, people in, like, higher authority, and students, all the same, they all kind of have this, like, belief that they're all really right-leaning. Not right-leaning, left-leaning. Sorry, complete opposite. And so they start saying stuff to, like, warm people up to it. It's almost like grooming, in my opinion. The way they're, like, warming people up to stuff like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, transgender people aren't really, like, beating women up in the boxing ring. That's not true. Oh, well, you know, there's nothing really in the Bible that's against being gay. I can't tell you how many times I heard that. 
It was so many times. But for more from peers or from uh, college educators, or who, who do you hear that more from? Well, see, a lot of the college educators that I came in contact with tried to get really, like, friendly with students. Like, I'm not an authority figure. I'm a friend. Like, we can talk about stuff like this. We're cool. So a lot of them, the authority figures, the teachers and stuff, the professors, they did get into stuff like that. Like, I was having a conversation with somebody, and they told me, like, no, well, you know, being gay isn't really a sin in the Bible. And so I was like, yes, it is. And she said, well, we'll ask Jessica. She's Christian. She can talk about this. And so uh, she tells the professor at the time, like, hey, Adam's saying being gay is a sin in the Bible. And she's like, no, no, why would you want to turn anyone away from Christianity? That's not true. Tell me where it says that. So I'm like, oh, Romans chapter 1. This. And she's like, no, stop, stop, stop. Why are you saying that? That's not true. That doesn't, that's not real. Like, just wouldn't have anything to do with an argument. Right. Yeah. Was there... Was there any particular teacher, or was it more all of them? Or was there any one that stood out more to you that kind of leaned a little bit more or tried to influence more of his, uh, let's say, his or her personal views on the students? There were two or three that were very bad about it. And then the rest... Male or female? Honestly... Uh, mixture, like half male, half female. I'd yeah. say it was pretty mixed. Okay. There, I noticed definitely a lot of guys kind of tended to be more like, oh yeah, there's nothing wrong with trans rights. Like I'm a, uh, how do you put it? Like a feminist, like a girl's guy, you know? A male feminist. Yeah, exactly. That's the worst. Yeah. The worst thing? That's a synonym for gay. Yeah, exactly. Not not gay like homosexual, no, just gay like, dude, it's worse you're than gay. A couple of liberal sissy boys. <laughs> it's worse than that. Uh, it's much worse. I, I, w- I wouldn't uh, insult a gay by uh, calling him a male feminist. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just said it. Not the, not the actual homosexual. Yeah, just, you're just gay. Anywho. Uh, what I else? almost said a mean word on the podcast. Forgot it was PG thirteen. Uh, was it? Was it fag? It was fag. All right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll just call him gay. Yeah. You're playing right into their hand. Yeah, I'll just call him gay. No need ah, to use the the act as being gay. Hmm. Is it a sin? Yes, it's a sin. Yeah. It's clear cut. Yeah. Let's not confuse. You know, yeah, my, my problem with that, like everybody who's like, oh, you you shouldn't call that a sin, or like, oh, the church doesn't care about uh, infidelity or divorce or all this other stuff. It's like, no, like I I also think that is bad. Mm. Like that's that's the thing I don't think a lot of people understand is like, well, yeah, you're saying gay is bad, but what do you think about divorce? I think divorce is bad and sinful, and you shouldn't do it. What do you think about adultery, premarital sex? I think that's bad, and you shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that like, I don't think a lot of, we'll call them winsome Christians, or they call themselves pious, but it's just cowardly. Like They don't, they don't compute that, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's because like the cultural 
liberal ideas has have actually subverted their Christian ideas. That's why they think like, you know, bigotry and racism they think are are worse sins than sodomy or idolatry. Mm. It's like, well, those aren't so bad, but by God, if you're racist, you're going str- straight to hell. Yeah. Bottom level oh, of hell. Yeah, right. It's like, really? What where in the where in the Bible does it does it talk about racism at, at great length? Or like uh Love oh, your neighbor. Yeah. Love your neighbor. It's like all those people who were anybody who ever owned slaves straight to hell. It's like, <laughs> really? Does it say that in the Bible? That that slavery was a was a damnable sin? Or yeah. does it say that sodomy uh, is an abomination? Like but, which one is it? But you notice where what he's saying there, uh according to this girl in that example, we all have to have a certain level of tolerance, right? It goes back to that whole conversation that we were having about how this new age Christianity, especially what's being practiced here in the United States, it's uh, it's a, it's a religion of tolerance. Which well, is, it's not Christianity, you know. Well, exactly, I, I know what you but, mean, but, but, but yeah. it's going all this mm-hmm. prosperity, all this life, church, all this Joel Osteen, uh, all this new age Christianity, you know, Church of Zion and churches of uh, me- all these mega churches where the prosperity gospel. It's they just keep, a different. God wants you to have to do this, and God loves you. And why they just want to keep bringing the that God in. loves you exactly the way you are. Right. That one is the the worst one to me. Like why God doesn't God God doesn't want you to change at all. He just wants you to keep doing exactly what you're doing. That's just Satanism. Right? Yeah, and that's exactly. what all these modern churches are preaching is like oh. No matter what you are, who you are, n- don't change anything about how God created you, and this is the way He made you. Like, but, no, but that's exactly on, the on, opposite of what Jesus says. But do you notice that as soon as He started expressing His views and the way He sees it, there's no tolerance. No tolerance for exactly. that. Exactly. So, well, there there is so no conservative. So there's a hypocrisy in that, in exactly what she's trying to preach and say that you're supposed to be tolerant of. She does not reciprocate no, that view. No talk because no. it's heresy. Because in her religion, what he has said is a heresy. It would mm-hmm. be as if, like, you know, it would be as if somebody denies the divinity of Christ. That's the level of heresy that Adam speaks by saying, Hey, actually, sodomy is a sin in the Bible. Yeah. To her, that is akin to saying there Christ has no divinity. Like that that's the yeah. level of religion that they're at. And that, and they don't understand it is the problem. Like they don't understand that this is where they're at. And you can't you can't explain to them that that's where they're at. Mm. But that's where they're at. But see, but that those are the same points that you have to that you have to highlight those kinds of things because when people uh you men, you take it to the argument of just uh, well, it's not a sin. It is a sin. It is you have to point out the hypocrisy in the what they're arguing. Because that at the same time that they're trying to tell tell you to fit the mold and be tolerant of these things, they are not willing to do the same. Yeah, they're they're having this this righteous reaction that is actually an unrighteous reaction. And I can kind of like if you're somebody out there, I can kind of help you with this just a little bit. But if you have this like gut feeling, deep reaction when somebody says like homosexuality is a sin, and all of a sudden you have this deep just not I don't want to call it an angry reaction but an an emotional immediate negative reaction to that sentiment that is a religious reaction that you are having 
to a heresy that has just been spoken to you based upon your religion. The same way where somebody who is truly a, a Christian or, or prescribes to the Christian religion would have a, vo- like a visceral gut reaction if somebody says things that are actually heretical. Like, you know what I mean? Are you, are you following me? But that one, the homosexuality thing is one. The other one is if, like, if you hear anybody, like, you know, if you, if you see the Confederate flag and suddenly have this, like, uh, conniption fit, mm-hmm. then once again, you're having, a, a, like, a religious level reaction to something that you really shouldn't be having that reaction to. And it's because your entire life you've been preached this gospel of mm. the of the liberal American culture. And in the liberal American culture, the greatest sins of all time were slavery and racism and uh, toxic masculinity. Yeah. Whereas there's no biblical basis for any of that. So if you're having those reactions to that, you might need to... And you, if you consider yourself a Christian and you're having those visceral reactions to that, it might behoove you to take a little time for reflection, maybe a little study, and, and make sure that those feelings you're having are based upon actually what your, your theology teaches and not what your culture has been teaching you for the past couple of generations. Very well said. Yeah. More. Give me more. So I So did... you were in a play. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I, I wanna I wanna hear about your drama career. So let me think. The uh the homosexuality isn't a sin thing. That was during your yeah. drama career. Yeah. But do you think there, you are the only conservative-minded student who's ever been a member of Swasu's drama program? <laughs> it genuinely 100,000% seemed that way. I was definitely the only person, uh, the most conservative person there for the plays that I did. And I did like three or four. And <clears throat> the thing is, it wasn't something I would have ever gotten into just because like, I knew it was going to be a bunch of like, you know, but after I got into it, I, I don't know. I didn't really, it was just kind of nice. You know, some people I knew were also there, so it wasn't a problem sometimes because they helped out in the building, but I just liked when people came to see me, not like crowds of people, but like my friends came to my plays and stuff. So that was cool. But there were a lot of, all the women who were in the first play and the second play said, yeah, I'm gay, I'm a lesbian. And then when the play showed opening night, hey, this is my boyfriend. Oh, so what, how does that work? Because Are you sure they weren't just like... Trying yeah, yeah. To... I, I know what you think. I don't, I don't know. I know how that sounds. But, 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 but. That's what they say to, like, everybody, you know? That's how, like, basically they introduce themselves at a certain point. Like, right. hi, my name is blank. And I'm, I'm a lesbian. Yeah, or exactly. I'm bi. Or yeah. I'm non-binary. Because that's social credits. Like, yeah, if you exactly. are one of those things, yeah. suddenly you're, you're more interesting. You're the, 
that's like something you have to have. You have mm. to have a special. It's like a little. It's like a little Cub Scout badge. Yeah. Like you have to. Yeah. If you don't. If you're not gay, or or trans transgender or non-binary or Antifa, like if you don't have any of the little badges on your college shirt, well, you're not cool. You're like outcast, which is probably how you felt. Oh, yeah. Because you didn't have any special little badges. Yeah. There no, were, no, you maybe have one. Like you, you are, a, you are a shade of brown. Are you moving that? It's just gonna be me now. No, just keep going. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. you're a shade of brown, so you did have like maybe half a Cub Scout badge. See, that shade of brown kind of went out the window when people asked what I was, and I said I'm American. <laughs> they they didn't like that. A lot of people didn't like that. Yeah, but like, where are you from? America. You know? Yeah, exactly. Oh, but like, what's your whole, what's your race? We're getting to the point now where I don't even know if I want to tell, like, I, I'm the, like, this happened to me on 4th of July. I'm sitting there watching fireworks and I'm thinking like, how many more years is it going to be before like, uh, before I feel like not as proud of saying like, I'm an American when Mm-hmm. The only things, the only things my country at large are currently pushing, are all the things that I detest. Oh yeah, like yeah. there's going to be, you know, some years of like there's going to be some. A lot of people like this will like I'm not going to let that ruin my patriotism, but yeah. at the same time, like, if that's what your country is, that's what your country is, and exactly. you you can't you can't change that just by waving your your flag mm-hmm. and screaming America at the sky like. Yeah, you 100%. can try it. It's yeah. not. Anyway, so you were American, and they didn't like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me think. There was, so there was one thing that somebody told me one time that just like shocked me to my core, disgusted me. Couldn't believe this. Uh, blah blah blah. So. I was saying, like, okay, whatever, like, trans people, you think trans people are cool, I don't care, you know, like, whatever. But, like, doing it for kids, no. Like, that's just no period, right? Like... As any sane person. Right. And so I thought them being, like, hopefully a A normal normal human person. person. Yeah, like, you won't support... A kid going into a doctor's office and getting slashed up and mutilated for the rest of their lives. What they told me was, you have to start it young because that's the only way it takes full effect. The hormone treatments and the, uh, the stuff. Which, was, is, which is a true thing that they have spoken, but also the deepest evil from the pits of hell. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's, I feel like that's probably when you were like, oh, this is, this is satanic. Yeah. I was like, wow, no, absolutely not. Everything about this is wrong and bad and not cool at all. Yeah. yeah. And people who live in little town Beaver, Oklahoma, especially older people who only converse with each other, mm. just kind of assume that the younger generations are just kind of like they were. Like, oh, they're young, they're a little wild, but when they get a little older, they're just going to be normal like me. And they don't understand that over generations, we have altered the fabric of our culture so deeply Mm. where somebody could look you in the eyes and tell you with a straight face that they thought mutilating kids was 
the best, not only the best, like that's the only way that we can make this right is if we mutilate the children and cut their nuts off or cut their breasts off. Exactly. And that is a level of depravity that like it does not register with older people. And they don't like, why would you want that to register with you? Mm. If you've lived your whole life and you have kind of this knee jerk conservative patriotism and you want to love your country and, and you want to think that your country is still the country it was and then somebody comes at you with that, it's a lot easier to say no mm. than it is to say the thing that I've loved my whole life and that's been a part of my soul is now on life support or yeah. is already dead maybe, mm-hmm. at least on a, exactly. on, an, on a national level. Mm. Maybe not on, a, you know, not on a regional level, but broadly... Like, and that's the thing that I don't think a lot of conservatives get is like, I don't, which maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there will be this divine intervention. Maybe there'll be a. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. And a giant revival. Yeah. But, and like, why would we deserve that? Mm. Why is, why are we going to have this deus ex machina Mm. Mm. when we don't deserve it? Yeah. Uh, We've been, we've been murdering hundreds of thousands of babies every year mm-hmm. since 1960. Yeah. Why do you think, what, what incentive is, is there from God to, to give us this national Christian revival as a country? I don't see it. I don't see it at all. There's a, there was a lot of like, oh, I want to be Christian, but it would, it just holds you back so much. You know what I mean? I've been to church and they're just not, which is weird to me because every church that I went to in Weatherford had some level of like we're woke come to us. Wink. Wink. We need more people in these exactly. pews. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, come on in. Yeah, we're perfectly fine with you guys. And so I was a little confused how like there and growing up in the city, certain people were like yeah, Christianity just isn't accepting at all. Like, I just can't do it. It's like, dude, every one of these churches has a rainbow yeah, flag. Like, go to a Methodist <laughs> church, one of those ones. Which I don't know if that's any better than, than not at this point. No, yeah, I don't think it is. I think it's just as bad personally. But I don't know. And just so much. Did this you feels ever, like did a you ever go to a Catholic church? I, I don't know... If there was a Catholic church in Weatherford, there probably yeah, is. There must I'm have sure been. I'm sure there's got to be one. Yeah, but I didn't. At least the mission of that. Yeah. Go uh, next time. Uh, hey, hands you, off. I, 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 hands I invite off. you to go All to right. a Catholic church and uh, see what it takes to be a member of the Catholic church. Hey, it's, it's, it's too late. I've already, <laughs> got, I've already got them drawn in. Lutheranism's the same thing, right? <laughs> no. No, no, it's not. Hey, we're the closest thing to you. Let's yeah, just say that we are the closest there, Protestant religion to you. And it's called Diet Catholics. Diet Catholics. Yeah, okay. they call us Diet Catholics. Yeah. But that, Which I don't a, care. That's, that's yeah. a whole... Lutheranism itself is a supposed to be this maligning term that they called early members of the church, like yeah. oh, those Lutherans. And so Luther never wanted the church to yeah. be called a Lutheran church. Hell, he wanted to be. He still wanted to be Catholic. It's the Pope that kicked him out. Hey, guys, make sure you don't name a church after me after I die, all right? Yeah. That's specifically not what I'd want. Yeah, and then all the all of his opponents were like, those Lutherans, and they were like, fine. Yeah. 
That's what we'll be called. Anyway, so. the, when, to that topic that you're talking about, how there's all these churches are trying to sell a certain level of wokeness mm-hmm. and all accepting... Uh, all tolerable type of uh, theology. Yeah. Go go go. Try to become a member of the Catholic Church. See if it's that easy. You don't think your Pope's a little woke? Uh, not as woke as people think it is. Mm-hmm. Are you sure about that? I saw a picture of him the other day with old uh, the heir to Soros and another guy hanging out at their house. I I don't know. I didn't see that, but. Uh, to a lot of those topics of uh, him saying, what is it that, uh, was it gay marriage? Was the last instead? pope was better. Way better. Oh, yeah, there's there's better ones. This pope there. is a bad pope. But anyways, he's not, to the terms, if you if you listened, if you didn't go back and look and listen to the, to whatever it is that he was saying and expand on it and the, get it in the full context of it, uh, he wasn't, it's not, it's nowhere near the message that, the headline, whatever the headline you read on Facebook or New York Post or whatever it wound up being that you got your news from, it wasn't it wasn't that easy. You had to go back and listen to the whole context and understand some of the of what he the full expansion of the thing he was talking about. I wanna get Ivan fired up, so I'm gonna say this. But if no. if homie if homie lives another twenty years, y'all are gonna have female bishops. I think he's not going to. I think he's a hundred and well. Good Dude. for good for your church then. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not a fan. Not a fan of this one. I'm not. I'm not, a, I'm not against every pope. Don't like this one very much. Well, anyways, like I said, to back to the deal. Go try to join a Catholic church and see if uh, if it's uh, that easy. Okay. Yeah. If it calls, yeah, because Adam Adam is still shopping around. Like, yeah, he's, uh, I am still. He's still in the early stages of his theology. He's trying to decide, looking for which a denomination, which is a which is an interesting place to be because most people don't start out like that. Most people start out in the church yeah. that their parents were in. Uh-huh. Very few people come come to the church from outside the church anymore because of the culture the way it is. Mm-hmm. What uh, you said you weren't raised Christian. What uh? What was there? When was it that you decided that? Hey, this is, I believe in this, and I want to start searching and walking that path of faith and finding more out about it. So, originally, uh, I just I'm gonna be honest. I went to the uh, the church because my friends went to the church. You know, I started like, at youth group or something like that. Yeah, right? exactly. Wednesdays. Like Wednesdays, and then. After I moved out of my mom's house and I came to Beaver, I started going Sundays. Well, around the time I moved out of my mom's house, that was around the time I was genuinely believing in God. I had faith. At what age was that? Freshman year? Sophomore, maybe? About 14? 15, 15? 16. That's when the Holy Spirit got its six in him. Oh, yeah. And Mr. Engelman definitely played a role in that, but that's beside the point. Um. So, originally, you're not supposed to do that as a public school educator. Oh yeah, I'm aware. But like, but I didn't care. It was definitely a good thing. It was definitely a good thing. Uh, when I was younger, like junior high or so, and I started going to youth group on Wednesdays. The thing is, I was like reading the Bible and whatever, but I didn't actually believe in God. You know. 
And even in eighth grade, I was like, oh, whatever. Like, uh, God's not real. I don't really believe in God. But after, it was really kind of around the time Mr. Engelman came because that was when I was starting to put it together that I had read all of this stuff and I had read the Bible and I knew about history, but I wasn't applying it and putting it together. I just thought like, yeah, you know, I'm smart because I've read and I have the information, but I wasn't applying it and I wasn't using it and I wasn't using critical thinking to like take it apart. You know what I mean? So that's when I actually started realizing like, oh, this needs to happen. Like this needs to be applied. These need to be rules. They're not just words that I'm reading out of the book. And around that time is when it started hitting me like, if God's not real, how come all of his laws go against human nature? You know what I mean? Desire, pleasure, everything. And just, yeah, things like that. So that's a very, I think this is a very interesting thing because a lot of people kind of assume that everybody's journey to God is this journey that is all um, either emotionally based or because you grew up in the church and nobody ever, or not nobody, but very few people ever expect a journey to God to happen from a rational perspective of looking at history and looking at the Bible and looking at this huge span of what human nature is and mm. philosophy and history and religion yeah. and then seeing how all the, all, like, like you said, like, if God's not real, why do all of God's laws, why are they all an attempt to make us better? Exactly. And, yeah. you know, that, which I, I, there's more to it than that, but that is a very, like, that's a way to come to an understanding that people just don't think that any Christian would have, is a, hmm. is a rational, critical thinking, like, okay, this is what the Bible says, now what does that mean applied to humanity and history. Mm. Yeah. I think he's a natural Lutheran. It's a very Lutheran way to do this thing. (laughs) Hey, I'm not going to malign him if he decides to go to the Catholic church. I I like Catholics too. Yeah. Like I said, what I was telling him is just because he noticed that there's a trend between all these churches of selling a level of wokeness of being all accepting to anyone who wants to join the church. My own church is having a little bit of an issue with that right now. To join that church. So that's what I'm saying. He can keep, if he keeps on shopping, go, go try. Your church is having a problem with it too. All churches are having this problem. Yeah, they all have. This problem of the, the the Catholic church is an infallible church or a certain regions of... Uh, there are false teachers in every single church exactly. mm-hmm. on the planet. But oh. that's why it's up to him to start figuring out which ones. You can start weeding through some of that bullshit. Sounds like he's already got the Methodist one weeded out. out of the exactly. Way. No offense, <laughs> yeah. Methodist people out there. But well, like a I little said, bit. <laughs> in the view of religious orders and of what the church teaches and of God... Uh, a lot of these denominations that you're talking about that you've experienced, you'll realize that it is a very surface level relationship with God. Yeah, exactly. I think that a lot of people, a lot of the problem a lot of people have with, with understanding 
theology or religion or, or Christianity especially is like a fundamental like inability to think critically. Like mm-hmm. you're talking about you came to this through some critical thought. There's a lot of people out there who have no capacity for critical thought whatsoever. And yeah. I didn't understand that really until I started teaching. And then I saw that like, oh, there is a majority, I, I would say at least half of the kids that yeah. I taught had no capacity for critical thought all the way through senior year. I agree with you. And there's a lot of people like the, let's just take homosexuality. Mm. Like there's a lot of people that will hear like homosexuality is a sin and, it, and it's a it's a negative thing societally and they'll just have the visceral reaction of how could you say such a thing and they can't think critically beyond the individual person and extrapolate that out to society and see that like oh there are negative effects to having a bunch of homosexuality in your society because you're going to have more STDs you're going to have more pedophilia like that's just it's going to happen statistically but they can't get to that critical thinking level because as soon as i say those two things somebody on the other end of this microphone got really upset because mm-hmm. well my you know my cousin is gay and he would never do this or that it's like true sure you're exactly right however when you apply it to an entire society statistically it's going to happen mm-hmm. because when you when you talk to people who are homosexual, the percentages of them that were abused when they were children way higher than straight people. That's just yeah. a fact. Yeah. And people don't want to face up to those facts because they don't have the critical thinking mm-hmm. necessary to wrestle with those ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Tell but, us about how you got sent to HR. Yeah. I wanna yeah. I wanted to hear this story. My last job. So uh at work. Uh, there were a few times, actually. The first... I can say the words, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the first time was actually after me and my friend, like, the only friend I made at work, I think, which, yeah, the only friend I made at work, really. We were walking through the uh, the baseball... The, uh, volley, the, the basketball court... And one of the volleyball girls was walking by, and he was still introducing me to the job. So what he said was, yeah, you know, I'm a little bit retarded, so take what I say with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. And this girl on the volleyball team, the most disgust I've seen on a face, other than somebody, yeah, the most disgust I've seen on a face. And she said, you want to watch it with that word? And I said, no, he's genuinely retarded. <laughs> and he goes, duh, duh. <laughs> And oh, that guy, yeah, wrote up. Oh, yeah, that got us both in trouble. And they didn't know he was, like, more right-leaning until that happened. He was, like, flying under the radar pretty well for, like, the last year. Until he made a single joke. Until he made that single joke. And now they're like, yeah, he's a fascist, he's scum, he's a pig. Yeah. Throw him in the stockade. Throw him in the stockade. And next time I got... Well, I don't know if it was the next time. I'm not really saying these in order, but these all... Yeah. One of the times was because I was talking about... I was talking to somebody, and I called them African-American instead of black, which confused me because 
I thought African-American was the term you were supposed to use instead of black. Sorry, you're not caught up with the new speak woke dictionary. Exactly. That's what I told you. Straight to jail. Straight (laughs) to the gulag. Yeah. (laughs) They sent me to like the HR, like the human resources person. And when I went there, they showed me like a video. And it was like sensitivity in the workplace. And I was like, hey, it never mentioned me saying African-American instead of black. And they were like, well, uh, you know, the video's not really up to date. And I was like, then where's the rule book? Like, where am I supposed to find all this? How am I supposed to know? Like, You're just supposed to intuitively know. That's how they know you're part of the religion, yeah. is if you know the Newspeak Dictionary. <laughs> and then the third time, proceed. I've heard this one already. I think this one's the funniest. The misgendering incident. The misgendering incident. Okay. Okay. Well, before that, let me tell this one. Okay. Go ahead. It kind of leads into this. You're captain of the ship. (laughs) So, I was sitting with one of my friends, and I was showing him... I can't remember which shooting it was, but it was the, like, transgender, the fag, whoever. Mm -hmm. And so I was showing it to him, and he was like, oh, yeah, they got that dyke in the end. And at the moment he said that, somebody was walking through and they were like, whoa, 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 what did you just say? Like, no, no, what the hell are you talking about? And they like brought us both to my boss's office and he was like, yeah, yeah, I figured this happens a lot with him. (laughs) So he got... Caught up in the net of one of the, the junior spies yeah, for exactly. the regime. They just happened to be walking through. <laughs> you will come with me. <laughs> the Nashville shooting, I think. Yeah, the Nashville shooting. Nashville. With yeah, the right. it was a girl. It was is a it was a lady. Dude look no, what? a lady looked like a dude. The opposite of dude looked like a lady. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. And she shot I don't know. She got four people. But they got there pretty quick, and they domed that bitch. They did a good job. They killed the shit out of her. Yeah. No, Uvalde pissed me off. I yeah. I don't want to talk about Uvalde, because yeah. we'll get all spun up on yeah. Uvalde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't really even... What? Relighten me on which... Because there the were a lot. gendering thing. You said you got sent... To HR, or yeah. you got in trouble one time yeah, yeah, for yeah. misgendering okay, I remember. a fellow student. Yeah. On their, his paperwork, it said, you know, female. And so I was saying her, she, stuff like that. And in the moment, they were like, I'm he. Like, you can't say that. Like, you need to. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Is this the time you were talking about? I can't. Maybe. I don't. Keep literally, going. it was almost every day. So, <laughs> genuinely, I, I couldn't even. So, I think I just pick a different one every time. Because it happens several yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. So, here's this one. Well, that, that's what, like, what I want to get to. Like, people don't understand that this is like how it is now. That would yeah. never, even when we were in school or when I was in college, and Ivan was in high school, and then not, and then trucking did you go you went into Ralph's about stuff point of fact mm. 2008 2009 all the way up to 2016 maybe a little after this never would have happened like i mm. would not have been at college and been interacting with someone and say he or she and they go no 
it is it is ma'am. Yeah, I remember. It's that. ma'am. Yeah. That never would have happened. Right. Like it it literally never happened, but that was less than what that's a decade ago. Less than a decade ago. That never would have happened. And now it has completely permeated the entire culture to the point that hmm. it's a normal occurrence. It was a normal occurrence for you at college for somebody to get on to you. Yeah. For not like a dude being like, it's ma'am. Yeah. And them feel comfortable enough to point at you and say, you better get this right when you're talking to me. Yeah. And not expect to get bitch slapped in the face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's insane. And the thing is, I thought we had worked it out in the moment. Like, okay, like, all right, man. Like, let's just keep going. And the thing is, I think it's because I didn't say like, Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll keep that in mind in the future. Wow, okay. I think it's because I was like, oh, all right, well, let's continue. Instead of like... Instead of genuflecting. Yeah. And exactly. bowing down before <laughs> yeah. the priest of the new religion, the tranny. You're so brave. Yeah. I had no idea. Wow. Brave and bold. Yeah. Like, I, I can't imagine that happening to me. It's like, I would not have, like, you've obviously decided you don't want to go back and you've mm. taken a job instead, which yeah. I think is, is great. Glad to have you on board. Hey, hey. But quick, I'm this, yeah. Get, quick plug, Blue Sage Services, LLC, Beaver, Oklahoma. Fantastic company, yeah. Yeah. Labor hands. Labor hands would be cool, right? Yeah. Operators. Yeah. Operators wanted. Labor hands wanted. Wouldn't yeah. mind a truck driver, too. A truck driver, too, yeah. would be nice. We're staffed up in the office, though. Yeah, yeah. Got that I took covered. the last position, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways. Uh, like, if somebody would have, if I would have had that interaction at college, like, of of somebody getting all shitty with me about misgendering them, I would have been like, look, bro, calm your tits. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I, that's what I would have said. And I would not, even if I would have got sent to, like, you know, the principal's office or whatever the equivalent yeah. of it was, I just, at that point, I could have been like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And at that point, like, there was some stuff going on when I was there, yes. But even at that point, they would have been like, yeah, there's nothing we can really... Like, they would have pointed, like, talked to the to the thing mm -hmm. and been like, there's really nothing we can do. Like, he, he has his free speech rights or yeah. Like, you can't... You can't expect us to beat him with a whip because he is not talking the way you want him to talk. Like, yeah. even 10 years ago, that would have been the response. But now, mm -hmm. now it is, if you offend this chosen priestly class of our new religion, you will be made to account for it. And that's what you ran into. And see, the thing is, I had... You know me decently well. I'm not very, like, hold it back, like, right. not talk. But in that work setting, I had to really hold it back. Dial it back. Yeah, really dial it back. And see, that was my version of dialing it back. Like, it's like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. All right. Whatever. What you want, man. Whatever you I want. I don't, yeah. yeah. Which is a natural, like, if you're in a professional yeah. environment for all of human history, that would be plenty. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, man. that would whatever. be more than enough, right? Whatever see, whatever you say. Yeah. You're not allowed to do that anymore, and it's because mm -hmm. it has now become this religion. Exactly, exactly. See, I it's thought I was religion. being way more than unfair, you know, like, okay, 
whatever. And they still found a way to get me in trouble. Yeah, it's not like you told him to calm his tits. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? I didn't say anything like that. That's exactly still, what I would have said. Yeah. Like, look, bro, calm your tits. Do you want to know right what happened right after that? They went straight over and talked to my boss and then talked to other people and like, yeah, this guy's pretty bad. Uh, he's He misgendered me. Yeah. And your boss was probably like, I'm so sorry. This yeah. is the worst thing that's ever happened. This is basically yeah. violence. Yeah, exactly. This is a genocide that has occurred. I think this is a hate crime. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you, you're lucky they didn't throw you in federal prison because I, that's where we're headed. Yeah. I think the only reason I didn't get fired was because, like, me and two other guys and then, like, the rest of the staff, we were the only people besides them who weren't, like, women or, like, blue-haired, like, can't lift, can't do you were anything. The, you were the only yeah. three guys that could actually lift yeah. something more than 30 pounds. And, you know, we were, like, setting up events and, like, setting up, putting up stages and stuff. So it was, like... They probably had a meeting behind closed doors where they were, like, oh, guys... Yeah. I know. I understand. He's. They're not. They're. They're not doing what they should do. But listen, yeah. we've got to be able to put up these stands. <laughs> yeah. You know that happened. Yeah. Exactly. Like because like you can you can pretend to do away with reality as much as you want, but eventually there's going to be a meeting with the people behind closed doors. Like, yeah. hey, like I know we all have to pretend that reality isn't what it is. Mm-hmm. and defend that to the death. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we still have to do this job. And because we still have to do this job in this closed-door meeting, like, come on, guys, we have to yeah. we have to do the job. I think that's exactly what happened, exactly. 100%. Like, because every time it was like a really come-and-go type thing, like people would get hired... And then they'd stop working there because, you know, they'd get depressed and they just couldn't do it anymore. They'd be so sad when all the work they did was stand around and gather space, you know. And so every time one of them got fired, we'd like approach our boss and be like us three. We'd be like, hey, we're not going to have any way to set up these big events like the graduation and stuff. Can we get like a guy on the crew? Can to you do please work? hire one man that weighs more than 150 pounds? Yeah. And you know what they did after we complained about that? They hired a guy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't notice for a while. Like, you know, I definitely How noticed. How passable was it? This? this is the other thing that people don't realize. Mm-hmm. is like a lot harder now to, to know because there are yeah. people who have been on these hormone treatments for several years now some of them pass and you can't tell quite well unless we'll see. you grab them by the crotch or you look at them real hard in my opinion there's always something a little off but it's now the there's hips. something a little off it's with the hips everybody like every guy like gen z or like around the, they're like more feminine yeah. they look a little weird they're a little everybody's different. kind of a little bit fat and the fatter somebody yeah. gets the less masculine or feminine they look exactly they become this sort of amorphous yeah. They become like an amorphous type of person. Yeah. The fatter exactly. we get. Knocked me off. Now I'm over here. Yeah. Anyways, uh. um <laughs> I it it is oh there we go. Thank you. Good sir. It that's why I wanted to have you on because this these stories like to you mm. are like it's still hard to believe probably even for you like 
what is going on? Mm-hmm. For for like people my age, we're like, wow, things have gotten really weird. For people older than us, they won't believe it. They're like, no, that that's that's too insane. That's yeah. not really happening. And that's what I see a lot is like, oh, you're just watching Fox News or whatever, because that's the only conservative outlet. Oh yeah, the conservative only. outlet <laughs> that they yeah. that they know. Like, oh, you watch too much Fox News if you think this is a real thing that happened. It's like, yeah. no, you're living in the suburbs and interacting with the ten people you know your entire life, mm-hmm. and you don't think this is happening, but this is what is happening all the time, especially on college campuses. Yeah, and college campuses have become a place. Where they're, and this is what I want conservatives, rule conservatives to understand, there are no conservatives in any sort of position of authority on a college campus. You have liberals and you have libertarians. Hmm. Or you have, you know, Marxist leftist and libertarians. There is nobody on the table that has the the moral beliefs to say like, hey, we can't do this. This is insane. It, it flies in the face of what is true and reasonable. Mm. Even the libertarians won't go that far because their mindset is like, well, let people do what they want. Yeah. It's not affecting me. It's not a big deal. Oh, you want me to call you she? Whatever, dude, I don't care. Uh-huh. Whatever you want, man, it, it doesn't affect me. And that's the mindset on uh-huh. all of college campuses they they have oh, routed yeah. out every conservative that exists yeah the i know one professor at southwestern that is not a leftist mm-hmm. and he's a libertarian and he's yeah. you know had a big impact on me when i was younger and one of you know a very big impact on me intellectually yeah but at the end of the day like if your core value is that libertarianism and not conservatism you're mm-hmm. always going to be influenced by the well i just want to leave everybody alone i want everybody else to leave me alone and whatever everybody does is fine yeah and that is a mindset that appeals to a lot of people especially rural people because Mm -hmm. yeah that's exactly but what they don't understand is all those people that are on that the leftist side they're not going to leave you alone exactly they they can't yeah they can't leave you alone they have to proselytize you because it is Mm. this this religion for them yeah. So if you don't if you don't gender them right, right now it is, hey, I'm going to complain to your boss. Hey, I'm going to complain to the administration. Yeah. In 10 years, which is where Canada is right now and where Michigan just passed a law uh last week, mm. it is if you misgender me, I'm going to throw you in jail. Yeah. And that's where we're going. It's and people bad. on the right don't don't they don't get it. They don't yeah. understand that that's where it's headed. They would rather pretend that that's not where it's headed because it doesn't make rational sense to yeah. them. And of course it doesn't because it's not rational. It's not rational or it doesn't make sense. But that's it doesn't matter whether it makes sense to you or not. That is where a lot of places are heading, especially mm. like self-contained micro centers of culture like college campuses. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. even if you're not going to get thrown in jail within the next five, ten years, if you're on a college campus and you misgender somebody, they're going to expel you. Well, see, here's the thing in my mind. I think part of why this all started is because people started getting so comfortable 
and oh, there aren't as many problems. We need to manufacture some. Like these problems need to be part of it. This needs to be more. And I think that's part of some people's minds, you know. It just starts, I don't have any problems today. Something needs to go wrong. My life is so bad. Yeah. So And really, it's their life is just kind of boring. Exactly. And I think that's what some people kind of like. Like, oh, my life's boring. I'm just relaxing. Like me, that's kind of what I The libertarians all feel like that. Oh, yeah. Like they would prefer the boring, Mm. like... Just want to smoke my weed, man. Leave me alone. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah. most people aren't wired like that. Like, most people need some sort of like drama or controversy, or they are so bored mm-hmm. that they're like, we live in the closest thing to a utopia that yeah. society's ever created. And humans, like, we're not wired for that. Like, we have to have some sort of like I don't like everything he says because sometimes he cries too much but Jordan Peterson Jordan Peterson does cry a lot he cries a lot but he's he's a classical liberal he's a college professor man yeah you know what I mean but he like this the one thing he said that I thought was really insightful he's like if you gave humans a perfect utopia the first thing they would do is burn it to the ground just so that they would have something to to contend with or or just because it was so boring. Yeah. And I think that's right. They need to have some sense of something. And I feel like there's a good and bad to that. You know what I mean? Like the good side of it is in like the story Beowulf. Like you have to venture out. You have to get something. Especially for men. Men have to have something like that. Exactly. Or you become so feminized. You're just a a type of a, you know, you're almost like a woman, even though you're not. Yeah. And see, there's so many guys like that who went to college, you know, like just so many who are like, oh, well, I don't, I don't want to fight for what I believe in. I'm just going to like keep it down. And like, I, you know, what? I can, I'm just going to go to my this. job, make my money, yeah. live in my suburban house. Yeah. You know, like I'm just going to live my life, which in our day and age is really easy. Yeah. It's really easy to shut all that out and just live your life and go mm-hmm. play golf and, and yeah. watch sports and be distracted and not just not care about any of it. Mm-hmm. Which is what most people do, and I don't blame them. That is oh, yeah. why. But what they don't like, they're so they have blinders on like a horse to the point that like they don't see that all of the stuff that's going on out there. Maybe it's not going to affect them. It's definitely going to affect their kids. Like oh yeah, it, it's and it's damn sure going to affect their grandkids. But they, with the way they're thinking, if they don't care enough about fighting for it and like, oh, I'm just going to shut it all out, it's going to get more watered down as their gene line goes on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's I the reason that like most people who, like, all the boomers went to church, mm-hmm. even the ones who really didn't, you know, really didn't believe in God, but they still went to church. Yeah. But... Then they then there started to be this mindset of like, well, I'm not gonna force this on my kids. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of Gen X didn't go to church. Even more millennials didn't go to church. And then Gen Z, what do you think? This is kind of what we're coming up towards the end. So this is kind of how I wanna end. I wanna end with like to kind of a conclusion of all this. What percentage of Gen Z in your experience do you think actually goes to church but to a church that Mm. actually represents the 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 true 
gospel, the true Christian religion, not not the rainbow churches that don't yeah. count. How many of Gen Z percentage wise do you think actually attends church on a let's say not even every Sunday, twice a month? Mm. And I mean like physically goes to church and sits in a pew twice a month. From my estimates, from what I've seen, from what I'm gathered, what I've gathered, what I've gathered, it's like 20-25%. Really? That's higher than I thought. I think it might be lower than that. I just didn't, I just want to give certain people the benefit of the doubt, you know what I mean? But I think it's a lot lower if we're counting people who believe in God and don't just go to church out of like force of habit. Let's you know do that I mean? one then. Oh, max like 10. 10%. How many do you think go to like a a and you're talking about not rainbow churches, you think 25%. Yeah, like genuine church church. Okay. Well, yeah. you know what? That that makes me a little happy. Well, like I 20% mean, makes me feel a little bit better. 20% like country-wise. You know what I mean? Like my yeah. estimate of in general. Okay. But like in Weatherford, it was like five. Was I think like, 5% in the yeah, college like town. Like genuine like church church didn't you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. How many percent were just Gen Z in it? Percent of Gen Z that you think does some sort of drug, marijuana included? Marijuana included. Because I remember asking this question in class one day. Upwards of 80, close 90-ish. You think 90%? Oh, yeah. See, I remember being in class one day and telling, I think it was the... It would be the seniors now. No, the seniors that just graduated. Mm-hmm. I remember asking them one day in my last year there. I was like, guys, like they kind of instigated it. They're like, you think a lot of us do drugs, don't you? I was like, yeah, I do. I think mm-hmm. a lot of you do drugs. Mm-hmm. And they were like, how many do you think it is? And I kind of just pointed the whole class and I said, I bet at least half of you do drugs. Oh, yeah. And the entire class laughed. Really? And as soon as they all laughed, it was a laugh where I knew that they were like, he has no idea. Yeah. And I, I was like, wow, it's way more than half of them. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's what that, I'm that blew me away because yeah. when I was in school, which isn't that long ago, I'm only 35, Yeah. you know? So, like, 15 years ago, mm. it was like, Ivan, what do you think? Class of 07, how many of you think how many do you think were doing drugs on a regular basis? Not even just at school. Mm-hmm. I'm just regular basis. I would say probably out of class? Yeah, out of out of twenty four kids, I would say five. Yeah. Think so? Yeah, five out of five out of twenty five in our in me and Ivan's class. Really? Yeah. And and I'm not talking about drinking beer, because if, yeah. if you throw beer in, it was probably here, throw alcohol in. How many Gen Z alcohol included? How many alcohol included? Yeah, percentage no, yeah, it's alcohol all, it's, included. It's the closest to 100% you could get. Okay. 98. Go all the way back to me. I would say alcohol included, class of 07, uh, 15 out of 25. There's no way. Yes. Like, you must. In high school. I'm talking about in high school. Yeah. Now, when everybody went to college, I'm sure there was some more that started drinking. Yeah. But that, for a lot of people, the first thing they did when they went to college that was crazy mm. was drink beer. Kid you not. 
went to college, had beer, and that, that was That crazy. was like, that was the first, for a lot yeah. of kids, for a lot of kids our age, the first time they had beer was at college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wild. I, yeah, it's gotten a lot worse. So you're thinking drugs, 90%. Oh, yeah. How many male Gen Z kids mm. watch pornography on a semi-regular basis? Guesstimate. Semi-regular. Let's just say high school age, because you're just you're one year removed from high school. When yeah. you were in high school, how many of your male classmates watched pornography on their smartphones or on the internet, percentage-wise? Out of fifteen. Probably 15. Well, what do you think the earliest is most of them were, like, saw it for the first time? Saw it for the first time. You said it was, like, sixth grade for you. Yeah, and I'd say that's... I'd say some kids, like, first or second grade were already, like, getting information. You know what I mean? Like, finding out, like, sex and, like, finding magazines and stuff. Like, smartphone pornography. My test is... Like yeah. if if that kid has a smartphone mm-hmm. and they're older than third grade, they've seen it. That's my if their third smartphone grade? has access to the internet, yeah, and you are not constantly just like in control of it. Which parents out there, you're not in constant control of it. I'm sorry, you might think you are, you're not. Well, see, it's not just pornography either. Like when I was younger, yeah. people were showing Violence. me like, yeah, people getting their heads chopped off. You know when's the I mean? first like time that. you saw somebody get their head chopped head off on chopped the internet? Off? Or, oh. When's the first time you saw something extremely violent on the internet? Okay, extremely violent, fourth grade. Fourth and grade. I think that was about the same time when those like, I think it was like Live Leak or something, or like maybe some version of that before. About the time Al-Qaeda was releasing videos of people getting their heads chopped yeah. off? Yeah. Ivan, do you remember your first time you saw something incredibly violent on the internet? I remember mine. Oh, all that stuff was probably it was around our junior senior year in high school. It was six oh seven. Yeah, that's whenever all the uh, head chopping off that's videos. Video really got really once YouTube came about. Oh, it's all that stuff used to be on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a couple they'd be on there. They'd get taken off, but you could still find them on some back thread. Just died. it was uh, the Nick Berg, Nick Berg video. Mm-hmm. That guy getting his head, that was the first one I saw, and I was, I don't know. I don't know what year it was, but I feel like I was a sophomore, junior, somewhere yeah, in there. I think it was junior, senior. And you're saying fourth grade. Yeah, there okay. about. Um, so we did drugs, pornography, church. Violence. Violence. Now, my, my next thing is, is there any reason to think that that will improve for the next generation that is younger than you. Like the people who are where I am to you, what a, you're 18, I'm 35. The people who are like young kids now, like first, second, third grade, is there any reason to think that they will not experience all of this stuff earlier than even you did? I definitely think that they're going to be exposed to things Absolutely, even earlier than I did. I think it's going to get much worse, but I think there's also a good few people on like TikTok and Instagram that are making videos like 
you should accept Christ or yeah, push him back be, against it. Yeah, trying. But I also think the algorithm doesn't show those as, as much. Probably you know not. what I mean? I think those are cut down. So I'd say it's probably going to get a lot worse for when they're younger and when they're growing up. And then I think a few kids are going to turn out okay. I think so too. Like I think yeah. there's always going to be a few, but I, yeah. like the majority. Hmm. And then my my last thing I wanted to kind of bring to everybody, all of you listeners, mm-hmm. like as we talk about this stuff and you hear, you know, really what is going on, like there's a lot of people out there who think, well, my kid's not going to do that or my kid's not going to be affected by it. And the question I want to leave everybody with at the end of the episode, because this is going to be the end, we're at two hours. The question I want to leave you with is like, do you really think that seeing all those things and experiencing all those things or doing drugs or drinking that early for kids, do you really think that that's not going to have some sort of negative moral implication or psychological implication on them that is not going to, I don't know, basically mess them up for life? to some degree. It's going to have an effect on them in some ways. And some of them might be fine. They might, you know, go on to live perfectly normal lives. Mm. But if if you have the ability to keep that from happening to your kid, why wouldn't you take it if you are a good parent? That's where we're going to leave it. Good episode. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Ivan left. Ivan is gone. Yeah. It is no. Saturday. It's already 11 o'clock. We've yeah. all got stuff going on. Yeah. Good episode, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Capo Podcast. We oh. all had fun. Mm. Next week, I don't know what's going to happen, but we're going to find something to happen. New guest. Thanks for having me. You know who is supposed to? We're going to try to get Yanni to come on. Really? Yeah. We're going to try Did to get her not? to pinch it for, for Alan. Yeah. But she was gone somewhere. Uh, I think that'd be a good one sometime. She's Yanni. smart. Yeah, Yanni. Yeah. Yanni would be good. I'm letting the music play all the way out. See you next time.